2: Good morning. Welcome in, Rob Black Good Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. It's that day after the night out of doing a professional meet and greet workshop. Wow, there was a lot of people in Marin. That was kind of nice to see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get your calls in there today. It's 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. That's the the gist of this whole show, I think. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Let's talk about the jobs number. Can't miss this one. Hiring in July slowed. Keep in mind that the whole reason that we're thinking the market can go higher, that the market is rallying as much as it has this year, would be predicated on the fact that jobs were created in the back half of the year. So this is a big one, because guess what we're in? The back half of the year. Jobs are going to mean a lot to the tenure, to the history, to the legacy that is Barack Obama. You know, when you inherit a bad economy, which I think if everyone were to be fair, he did you have to say, okay, what did you do about it? Set in policy in your first four years, your second four years. It's starting to get to the point where like, you kinda need to start putting up. Okay? So, the message of the market very clear yesterday was that ample optimism about growth outlook in the United States, better than expected PMI reports in Europe and China better-than-expected initial claims for the first time unemployed in the United States. You saw some cyclical leadership. It pushed the stock market above 1700 and closed at an all-time high. Stocks powered ahead as interest rates rose, clear sign that equity investors were feeling better about the growth outlook. Japan's Nikkei average higher this morning on the back of the U.S. market. And then we're going to get to the employment report. Everyone's cognizant that the July report is important. It had for a better than a potential upside. It had a big swing on the treasury market. It's one of those swell reports that should keep the Fed from tapering. Oh no! So we're still not going to taper, ladies and gentlemen. I've left the building. I'll be back when we begin to taper. Like I'm getting tired. Non-farm payrolls increased by 162,000. That was weaker than expected. In June, non-farm payrolls up 188,000. One hundred sixty-two thousand is not going to be enough for the Fed to say sweet. Earlier this week on Wednesday, I spoke with Dr. Jeff Rosen out of Briefing. dot com, and he said we need a number like two fifty-three hundred for the market here, kind of rosy. Private sector payrolls increased by one hundred sixty-one thousand. That was weaker than expected of one hundred ninety-five thousand. It was down from one hundred ninety-six. So with thirty thousand down. Month to month, the unemployment rate stood at 7.4%, down actually slightly from 7.6%. It was a drop in the labor force participation rate from 635 to 63.4%. That were, you know, kind of roughly half that improvement. This isn't good. Hourly earnings decline, one-tenth of a percent. This isn't no good. The average work week fell to 344 hours thirty four point five. Which is no good. Aggregate wages declined three tenths of a percent. That's not a good indication for retail sales growth in the coming months. Long term unemployed Americans, twenty seven weeks longer. This is an important number because if you've ever known anyone who's been long term unemployed, it sucks. Now some people are like, well get off your job and go take a go, ta, go ta, get off your couch and go take a job at home depot. Like just do it. I know, it's frustrating when you see your friends, like, struggle. The long-term unemployed workers' compensation accounted for 37%. That's too big of a number, up from 36.7% in June. There's a closely watched gate inside the unemployment report, or the employment report, or the unemployment rate, whatever you want to call it. It's called the discouraged workers. And that went from 14% to 14.3%. High number. The employment data is gonna overshadow personal income and spending report. So in June, personal income rose three tenths of percent, personal spending increased one half a percent. So no reason for the Fed to start tapering, i.e. slowing purchases of debt, keeping debt rates low, borrowing costs low. Stocks have typically defaulted to the easy policy side of things. But there's certainly a basis to bring on a little of the gross excess right now that has been priced in the market, so Look, again, the story's been we're gonna get an improving job market in the second half of the year. And I would say first jobs report, swing and a mess. Dell shareholders are gonna convene for a third time in Texas today to vote for a proposed buyout from founder Michael Dell in Silver Lake. Talks between Dell himself, Silver Lake, and Dell Special Committee are continuing. I think I saw something about now Michael Dell's offering to add a little bit more of a sweetheart dividend. I'm kind of tired of this Dell story. Does anyone care? Other than the dude, it's got to be a Dell guy. Um, The Postal Service. This was an odd little story that came out. Our men in blue, Postal Service takes pictures of every piece of mail processed in the United States and they keep them on hand for one month. Photos have been used a couple times by our government to trace letters in criminal cases. So the Postmaster General says, we don't snoop on customers. It's done by machines, so there's no central area where any of this information would be. It's extremely expensive to keep pictures of billions of pieces of mail. And they want to stop doing it. Law enforcement has requested a couple times if there's any way we could figure out where something came from. And we've done a little bit of that in the, in the rising tax. I don't know. That seems... Like, did you know they did that? Makes you almost want to send packages through FedEx and EPS. But again, I'm not... I'm not one of those... I gotta have every single freedom all the time kind of guys. I'm not against it, but... I'm just a little shocked by it, okay? Will you give me a second to be shocked? Other stories in the news today. LinkedIn reported second quarter profit of 38 cents a share. Revenues came in above expectations. Earnings came in above expectations. They did, however, project that this current quarter revenue would be below street expectations. That's never a good thing. We've got a good full show of market commentary open table beat by expectations they predict that the current quarter would be below analyst forecasts we'll talk the markets we'll talk investing much much more when we take a break come back grab black and your money One of the things that Steve Jobs did that was unfortunate was he did get into the single song iTunes angle. Now, again, singles are selling really, really, really well. Albums are selling very, 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 very poorly. If you just listen to a little, what I refer to as the Chili's, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Piece by Rick Robin, Rick Rubin. This was like their sixth or seventh album. The album had a lot of different themes. Death, lust, suicide, California drugs, globalization, travel. It's a pretty successful album. It sold 16 million copies. And again, one day I'll be sitting down and talking to the younger generation... My uh how shall we refer to them as Rugrats rats or offspring or child units. I will be the parental unit and I'll say child unit. This band was awesome. Dave Navarro at one point in time. I've never been able to pronounce Tar's name who left the band. John Fucciate the best attack attempt that I can do. A little flea. Anthony Key just did so many drugs. I've been stopped. So, anyway, big, big, big fan of the legacy that is um, the Chili's. So, uh, songs like Scar Tissue. Just, I miss music like that. Now, I had a seminar last night. Get home and I need a beer. I got up at 4. I went to bed the, the previous night. I basically went to bed at 12. Got up at 4. Now, I went to bed at 9 p.m., got up at midnight, stayed up till 3, got up at 4. Worked basically 12, uh, 20 straight hours. This is like time to crack a beer and watch a little Jimmy Fallon. And he had Robin Thicke on, who looks crazy like his dad. Fallon thick, and he even sounds like his dad but this guy's been working pretty much so his butt off trying to be a musician for 10 plus years so Jimmy Fallon who I think is he may be too young for me he may not be I may not always like him uh, I was raised on Letterman so to speak I got to interview Letterman when I was in high school um, got to go to one of his shows because I was doing the interview. But Robin Thicke had Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon's band, The Roots, play the song, um, the hot song of the summer, Blurred Lines, and he played the song with uh, high school instruments, which I think is really, really funny. Listen to this.
1: Robin Thicke was on the
2: spoons. Quest levels on the Wooden Clacker, Mark Kelly on the kazoo, Captain Kirk on the ukulele. You can hear a cowbell in there, a maraca, a banana shaker. Now what's really cool about this video is Robin Thicke can't dance. So he did a video that included the fact that he can't dance. He didn't pay a choreographer And he got some women to come in and get naked and dance. And they couldn't dance either, which in the day of J-Lo and Beyonce is refreshing. And the whole reason he got the women to get naked is because then you can't say that you're actually paying attention to the girls. It was the music that made you move your leg up and down. It's a catchy song. I don't know. That's all I got for you today. I know, you're saying, it's Friday, isn't it? Hallelujah, it's Friday. No work till Monday. I know, the kazoo, underrated. I love it when actors and actresses and children and musicians don't take themselves all that seriously. Because, let's face it, they get paid pretty damn well to be idolized. Department of Justice has called for Apple to terminate a book deal. It's not really hitting Apple stock, but this is one of those press releases that you see, and you go, oh, I don't feel so good about owning shares of Apple. The Department of Justice and 33 state attorney generals sought out court approval for a proposal requiring Apple to terminate its e-book deals with five major publishers. Part of the federal government's effort to halt the computer juggernaut's alleged anti-competitive conduct. So they've set up some guidelines, one that will have a little bit of oversight, two that will have uh a basic stop termination of them to get into exclusive deals. And three, you have to show some of the competitor prices on the same exact prices when you purchase ebooks for Apple products. Factory orders rose one point five percent in June, seasonally adjusted annual rate of four hundred and ninety six billion dollars. Economists expected two point three percent. So the economic data today not good. Unless you want the Fed to keep claiming policy cheap. And if you're a mortgage lender you're like Woo! This is good news. If you're a real estate agent, you're like, woo, this is good news. But the real people out there, not such good news. Um, other big stories of note today. Dell lands a deal. I know, you're saying, isn't this the fourth time now that they're going to try to finalize this? Dell said that it agreed to a new privatization offer from CEO Michael Dell and Silver Lake. The new deal raises... The purchase price from 13.65 to 13.75. It adds a special dividend of 13 cents per share by the close of the deal, as well as guaranteeing the third-quarter dividend of 8 cents per share. But because of this new deal, the shareholder meeting that was supposed to take place on Friday morning, it's now been delayed, September 12th. Ah, who wants that piece of like I don't know if desktop notebook like not a lot of margins in that business anymore the so U.S. added 162,000 jobs. I think any number under 200,000 was going to be disappointing to economists. I think any number under 200,000 was going to be encouraging, like I said, to mortgage lender, real estate agents, and uh, people who want to borrow money. Other big stories of note LinkedIn up 10% today. That's a pretty nice move. All time high. They have been an absolute winner. Winner. Since, uh, Facebook basically said, you know, mobile 2.0 companies are legit. We've come a long way fast. And the metrics don't lie on that one. That's pretty impressive. Each your calls an air date: It's 800 1220 It's 800 1220 The type of jobs that were created part-time, people not exactly thrilled with. We're in a different economy than when I was a child, and then when your dad was a child and his dad's dad was a child. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I belong to you.
3: You belong
1: Black and your money. On AM 1220 KBO Double And iHeart Radio Station.
3: I don't think you're right for him. I think word it might have been. To to hey.
1: I can never be a musician. It's a good thing,
2: right? I can play the drums pretty well. My idol growing up, the person I trying to model my Career after? Nah, not Neil Pert in Rush. Overrated. He could play twenty-seven drums all at once, upside down, with a morning star. Not a big fan of Rush. Now, my big uh, idol growing up? Not Ringo. No, 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 not Ringo. I know. Give me a second, I'll tell you.
3: Animal
2: from the Muppets. Animal could bang the drums like no other Muppet. Go check the tapes. He never missed a beat. So, not a lot of jobs opening for drummers. So I kind of found a path of writing and telling stories. Analyzing business issues, investments, stocks, markets, economies. Retirement planning try to t- learn how to like, tell a story of money. I know a lot of you think I'm a little bit off my mind, but I'm very circular in my mind. I'm not very linear. Um, I had an issue in college where I wasn't able to get through French. And you could put me in France and I could speak fluently. I just couldn't test well on French. And I test well on everything else. It's not like he's a bad test taker. It's the fact that I had some sort of Issue. So they started testing my mental cognitive abilities. And I don't see a lot of things that you do. Like when you show me a picture of a rowboat with a row missing, I'll be like, looks like a rowboat to me. Or a car without a wheel, I'll be like, looks like a car. So I've learned to replace that with a heavy, heavy, heavy leaning towards um, filling in the blanks. So that's kind of what I try to do here is tell a story, whether it's about insurance or college or about cars, whether it's about homes and real estate and spending and saving, credit and debt, investing, taxes, retirement. One of the pledges that I try to make is, if you listen, I'm going to try to find something good for you today to learn. And I really, really try to. CFP, Chad, Burton and myself had a little bit of a spirited debate last night where, is real estate an asset or a liability? I think over time it's an asset, but in the short term, it's a liability. There was, an email, there was a question that was asked at the seminar. What's the best way to leverage real estate? And I could answer that, but I think the story here is this guy's desperate. This guy's behind. This guy's trying to hit a home run. He's trying to lose, use a little bit of money to make a lot of money. And that's typically where you make a mistake. Because if I had a chance of owning Palo Alto real estate or owning Stockton real estate, you can get more money for your leverage in Stockton. I don't want nothing to do with Stockton. I don't want to visit it. I don't want it in my mind. When some people tell me, like, I got the stock that's like three pennies. I bought it at $60 and it's worth three pennies. What should I do? Well, you're not waiting for it to go back to $60. So get that little fantasy dream out of your head. If you're waiting for it to go back up to one, then at least double down on it. Consider taking a tax loss. But sometimes more importantly, the best thing to do is lose it. If there's someone in your life that causes too much drama, cut them. Life is way too short to think about this kind of stuff. I don't want to own a rental in Stockton, even though I can get my most best leverage. I can own 10 places in Stockton for the price of, you know, I could probably own 15 places in Stockton for the price of one on the peninsula. I'm never going to be proud of it. I'm always going to be ashamed of it. It'll be like the friend that you won't ever introduce to your friend and loved ones. So sometimes the best thing you can do is cut losers, whether they be people, whether they be the idea of real estate in Stockton, whether they be a stock that every time you get your statement, you're like, ah, oh, I don't even want to open it. So my angle on real estate is that it's never fairly priced. They don't sell enough of them to have a fair price. Now, you know, Oreo cookies, they probably sell a million a day. Some people are going to go up to it and say, "I too expensive for me. And some people are going to say, I'll take it. Because there's that million sold, there's an efficiency of pricing now again, that's probably a bad angle a bad aspect of what I'm trying to say here. Or maybe like breakfast places. Bacon, eggs, and toast. There's twenty of them in your local town, and they all seem to run between eight dollars a plate and twelve dollars a plate. So there's some efficiencies. There's not a lot of fifteen to twenty dollar breakfast plates. So housing never has a fair price because your home price isn't published on a, you know, a site where you can feel comfortable with that knowledge. It's very slow moving. Home prices have to be looked at a multiple, you know, angles. Uh, as, as tied towards inflation, as tied towards the value of the dollar, as tied for who can you sell it to. Like you may think you have a million dollar home, but if it takes you two to three years to sell, it's not as liquid as you thought, right? Each call's in the air, it's eight hundred, five one six, twelve twenty, it's eight hundred, five one six, twelve twenty. I think we go through periods of cheap cost of money, expensive cost of money. And I think that's part of ultimately what people have. I don't think in the last five years that affordability not affordability. But people's, how much they can afford in paycheck to put towards real estate has changed much. S&P 500 is down two. The Dow's down 39. The Nasdaq's down one. Ten-year treasury's flat. Hiring in the United States in the month of July slowed. Jobless rate fell to a four-year low. 7.6 to 7.4. That's really, mm, I guess we're going to start feeling better right around... Um, six and a half. Now, business opportunity or not, you tell me, would you invest your money in this business opportunity or not? The elite football league of India, the Delhi defenders against the Kolkata Vipers. Kolkata. We have the Kolkata Vipers versus the Delhi defenders. So, First time in Delhi, American football, the gridiron challenge. Would you invest in a football league in India? You could probably get the NFL to throw some trademarks out there for you. You could probably get. Would you do it? Would you invest in a cricket league in the United States? So here are some of the investors in the elite football league of India. And when I told you the elite football league of India, like you don't exactly think, and this is just a complete racist and nationalist thought of mine, you don't think of a lot of people from India as being like 6'6", and 300 pounds and muscular. I mean, isn't the first image in your head something a little bit more thin? So Mark Wahlberg, Kurt Warner, and Mike Ditka all invested in the elite football league of India. And I'll, I'll, then again, it could work, right? They're, in theory, they're not stupid. The lingerie football league in the United States is around for some reason. And you don't exactly think of lingerie models as 6'6, 250 monsters who can run you down on the corners. I don't know. I saw that story. I was like, that can't possibly be real. That has to be a gag. Check the calendars. Is it April? What's, what's with this? Oh, so other big stories of there, of note, you know, Detroit, what's interesting note about Detroit is they're going to go in bankruptcy. I'm going to be honest with you people. bankruptcy's not that bad. If you have to do it, do it. I got a lot of emails this week when I did my Channel 4 show on Cron and talked a little bit about, you know, how to fix your credit. And a lot of people are like, I'll fix my credit because I was, uh, I didn't pay, you know, any of my debt for 10 years or I got foreclosed on. I want to buy another house. Bankruptcy is not the worst thing in the world. You'll get over it. I think every now and then when you start to get stressed, you just have to remember, stop. Breathe, relax. Bankruptcy gives you a pretty clean start when all things are said and done. Now, again, no, you can't go out and instantly buy a house. And I know you're going to say, but home prices are going up. I want to do it again. Well, maybe you got into trouble because that last time, the current heat in the housing market, short-term phenomenon. There's been a noticeable pickup in demand. Something I threw out there last night that people aren't ready to hear. But private investors, investment companies like Blackstone, they're becoming huge, huge buyers of homes. They're going to cash flow those as rentals for years to come. They're not flipping them. Our rental market's getting tighter tighter are available homes for sale, leaner. Because companies like Blackstone are pulling in billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to buy real estate, whether it be in Washington, whether it be in San Francisco, San Diego, New York, Minneapolis, Dallas, Denver, Charlotte, San Jose. There's a new buyer out there. At one point in time in the 80s, we're like, Japan's buying all the real estate. And the last five years, China And if you talk to a a realtor, they've seen the Chinese buyers come in and throw down cash. But there's another type of buyer trying to compete with you, And it's the institutional investor. What's that tell you about the demand for rentals in the future? Obviously, they see high. What's that mean for the home price? Hmm. How high can you go, especially in a higher interest rate environment? It can make it very, very tough and difficult to move higher. You this rob black your money? On the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome back in, Rob Black, your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing and more. There's some things out there that you could do to make your money go further. There's no doubt about that. You want to look for those things. I loved Amazon.com when I didn't have to pay sales tax, or when I was up to me to pay sales tax. There are some things on Amazon that you can save a pretty good deal of money with. Amazon's got something called Subscribe and Save. It's a program that you sign up for, a regular order of a particular item. You get 5% off if you subscribe to less than five items. But if you have more than five, you get 15%. That's a pretty good discount. Target's got a deal that are called the Red Card, that anything you buy in Target's 5% off if you use your Red Card. That's a pretty good deal. So go to Amazon.com and consider things that you use regularly in your life that you would want delivered to you on a regular basis. One thing's 5% off. Five things 15% off. Are there things that you want delivered to you on a regular basis? Paper towels. Toothpaste deodorant. um, Shampoo. Auto parts. Cheaper on Amazon than in the real world. Parts for vehicles are extremely easy to search for on Amazon's auto search shop. Computer accessories. You can often get computer parts and accessories for a cheaper price than on other online stores like Newegg and with a better return policy to boot. There's a website called Lifehacker that you should ultimately look into. Lifehacker is interesting because I saw an article with them that some people are gaming the system and it really upsets people. If you go to Whole Foods for a salad, or let's say you go to Whole Foods, if you look in their cheese aisle, blue cheese is sixteen dollars for a pound. If you go through their salad bar, you can put a pound of blue cheese in your salad bar box for sixteen bucks. For uh, you can put a pound in for four ninety nine. That's called it life hack, and it's got some people crazy. Some people think that's just like totally playing the system. And now, now Whole Foods doesn't have to charge more per pound for salad because of people like that. That's true, but it's also companies like Whole Foods knows that that's the exception, not the rule. So the people that buy lettuce, which is cheaper and weighs a lot, you know, per leaf per se. So gaming the system, is it fair or is it not fair? Books. Amazon was originally known for selling books, but has evolved into a one-stop shop for everything else over the years. But books are still a great buy. They trade in high volumes, and not just the new books, but also discounted ones. They're in perfect condition. If you ever buy a new book, I don't get you. You can get the same book that you're reading that's been read by one other person, two other people, three other people, but I like the smell of of a new book. No, you don't. Oh, good God. Computer accessories, I already hit that one. Um, Pet-related products. Um, I love my local pet store, but it's pricey. You're paying full retail price for cat litter, for pet food, for pee pads. You can get them in bulk on Amazon. Not only do they tend to be cheaper, but you'll also save yourself the hassle of lugging that items around. I spoke last night and um, I've got some speakers and I, got, I bought my own sound system because every time you speak at a hotel, they charge you for the sound system and they usually rip you the hell off. It's like 300 to $400 to have someone come in and turn on a microphone. So I bought my own microphone system. I've probably used it well over 150 times. I lug it around. But the moment I get home, I take it out and put it in my garage because it's 80 pounds of equipment. And that affects your gas mileage. So go look at your trunk of your car right now, and if there's a bowling ball in it, take it out. Magazines have massive discounts online at Amazon. You can usually get one-year subscriptions for $15 or under on most magazines. Diapers, and you can try every magazine for free for one month at at Amazon. Diapers are are a a big, cheap one. With your Prime membership, you'll save about 20% off diapers and more. They've bought a lot of their competition, who did diapers. Appliances, you can get a lot cheaper at Amazon if you do a little comparison shopping. Price tends to be cheaper or competitive. You know what's interesting about appliances? I've learned through the years, one of the best places to buy washers and dryers is Sears. And I go, I thought you once said if everyone sees you in Sears, you will give them $10,000. No, no, no. If anyone sees me in Radio Shack. (laughs) <laughs> I dragged my tail into a radio shack recently because I needed something. I was like, please don't recognize me. So I put on my hat and my, my fake mustache. But, yeah, Sears gets appliances. And get this, it's at your house the next day. So you go to Best Buy and you see the same exact thing. It's more expensive. And they're like, only three weeks. And you're like, okay, I am not going to the laundromat for three weeks. And I'm not buying new clothes every day. And I'm not going to my friend's house. Okay, one of the best tips I can give you. If you have children, do normal laundry because they get grass stains and everything like that. If you're an adult, wash everything on gentle, or on the, like, the smallest cycle for water, the smallest cycle for spinning, so, and the, the smallest amount of time. Appliances are expensive, they're big items. You know, there's plenty of exceptions. Be sure to do your research anytime you buy anything. But there's a website called Lifehack. Um lifehacker.com. Highly recommend that you get yourself familiar with it. Um, Walmart, terrible place to buy electronics, furniture, jewelry. You know, now that you know that, what else do you want to buy from Walmart? It's great for big discounts on brand name groceries and snacks. It's great on smartphones. It's good on coffee, especially the the website. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking on things financial. Find me online at
1: robblack.com. Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What do you want to invest in? Um, There's lots to do, lots to think about. First and foremost, the stock market has recently been hitting record highs. That is a lovely, lovely thing. If you're involved in the stock market, you're being rewarded. Now here's the kicker. If you're retired in 2008, you're like, oh, the stock market sold down big. Oh, it's at, it's low. It's at five year lows or two year lows, and you're just dying. If you retired today, you're like, hey, I certainly keep doing a lot of wealth in my lifetime. I'm pretty pleased to be going out on top. I'm I'm neither of those
1: two.
2: I'm neither upset nor happy. I'm just SP 500 down four. Dow's down 58. The NASDAQ's down 6. Publicly traded company Weight Watchers, Dickerson symbol WTW, is getting a hit today. Down 9 bucks. They're forcing the CEO out because she gained 3 pounds. That's mean. Like, why do we live in such a mean, mean world? Now, when you look at Weight Watchers, you probably think of things like consumer products, like Lululemon. You know, Lululemon actually puts the bigger sizes at the back of the store. So the skinny yoga chicks are in the front of the store. I walk by, and go, hey, look at that, skinny yoga chicks. But I don't actually say it because my internal editor's on. And I don't see the heavier set people in the back of the store. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Mickey Drexler, famous CEO. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch anything that he says, he's very, 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 very smart. Mickey Drexler famously puts yellow next to at the front of the store because when you walk by or when you just enter the store, you instantly go, "I oh I get it." I look at Mickey Drexler and he runs J Crow. at the front of the store or at their stores. They'll put jeans with a shirt with shoes and other necklace accessories all together, so that a person shopping there can quickly go, ah, that's what it'll look like on me. Or, oh, I also want this to go with that. Very, very smart CEO. Mickey Jackson is often credited with Gap's meteoric rise in the 1990s. Um, He did a lot of advertisements that featured young models, but with catchy songs. Mellow Yellow, Dress Me Up in Your Love. So that was very, very much a part of the branding that he did as a CEO. I don't think he's been as successful with J. Crow, but there's some, like Amber Carmi, and Fitch won't let employees wear black. There's some parts of business that you don't know about that I find just utterly, utterly fan- just wonderful to look. So Crew, what they tried to do with Mickey Drexler is go more upscale and they've tried to get an American brand that is basically referred to as Frills Included. Weight Watchers, Lululemon, Netflix, they all have their own little way of selling the company. Reed Hastings now at Netflix is like, I... I don't think he says this, I introduced binge viewing, but I think he kind of introduced binge viewing. And at one point in time, we were like, I don't like that. Like, I want to go to the office tomorrow and talk about Breaking Bad. Like, did you see the episode last night where there was a flower in the desert, and it clearly stood for, like, a woman, and, like, you knew that the flower, like, started to dry up. Like, you knew someone was going to die. That's what we used to do, water cooler moments, where we'd watch something and would next day at work we'd talk about it. I don't care to talk to you anymore. I don't like you. I was talking to a friend, that you know, a business owner, and he's like, yeah, why don't you come up and we'll go boating and we'll go to a basketball game. I don't like basketball games and I don't like boating. I liked boating when I was 10. Ooh, water. Like, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm a grown man. I don't like skiing with ten people. I'd rather ski by myself. So anyway, where does this all go? Um, I don't even know. I have a point at this point. There's a new IPO out there called Sprouts, Sprouts Farmers Market, and let's talk a little bit about it because I think it's it's important to note. Sprouts sells natural foods. Now, I personally like preservatives. Because I figure if I eat them, I'll look good for a long period of time before I spoil. So when I go get Chinese food, I'm like extra MSG. But natural food seller sprouts Farmer markets, not selling to me. They operate 163 natural grocery stores, mostly in the Southwest. They hit their IPO price of $18. When it first opened for trading this week, it went to 100, up 40, up 122%. Organic and natural food... There's growth there, not because of me, but because of other people. Like, when I see the brand of milk that's organic, I'm like, no, no, I want extra hemorrhoids and steroids and and throw whatever roids you can in there. Like, I want to be big, 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 organic, schmanic. But sprouts, on the other hand, it's doing something right. They sell fresh produce, vitamins, meats, target consumers' interest in adjusting their food to be healthier. The company traces its history to 2002 when Sprouts Farmers Markets opened in Chandler, Arizona. 2011 it was still private. They got together with a company called Henry's Holdings and Harvest Market Stores, and they cobbled together the concept of a healthy organic grocery store. And they didn't do that. They're not the first. You certainly have to tip your hat to Whole Foods markets. They're the dominant pure play in food business. But now if you want to own Whole Foods, you now have a company that you can compare to. You can't really compare Whole Foods to Safeway. You can't really compare Whole Foods to Walmart. Even though both of them are in the grocery business, the margins are totally different. So Sprout, very, very successful IPO. Let's talk a little bit more about Sprouts, because I think we can. If you wanted to get it in the low 20s and it's at $40, dollars you like, oh! But it still leaves it with an attractive valuation, believe it or not, with some pretty good breathing room to grow in the future, even though it opened with a 94% premium to its IPO price. If you now look at the price of sales data and compare them to Whole Foods, their price of sales is 2.9. Other markets are trading at 2.1 and 1.6. Um, some of the other players in this area would be ticker symbol NGVC, and it's Natural Grocers. Another company to compare them to in this industry would be F. WM, and it's Fresh Markets. If you're looking for companies with similar size, if you're looking for companies bigger and what sort of market cap they can grow to, you'd obviously go for Whole Foods. We'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. AM
1: 1220, Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Some mod, dis, job gains, hide, underlying employment crisis is the big story of the day. In my opinion, leak employment prospects for both men and women entering their prime earning years with the majority of new jobs being created in low-wage subsectors. It's going to create more modest spending in the future. The number of men 20 and older not in the workforce has increased to $30 million, from about $25 million since November 2007. I'm happy with that because I have a job, and thus I am attractive as a mate. Unemployment rate is often viewed by investors as a key barometer for the health of the economy. Is it is at best an imprecise estimate, though of the ultimately underlying economic conditions. Policymakers like the Federal Reserve have said they look at the labor force participation rate. They look at the employment to population rate. They look at monthly jobs numbers. They look at the layoffs, openings, turnovers. So you can't just look at one piece of data and say, ah, that's the economy. The employment to population ratio for African-American men 20 years and older is a disaster. 58.8% pre-recession The peak was 66.6. For white men, 20 and over, the ratio has declined. It's, I don't know. It's frustrating when you try to like put economic data into like really, really simple terms. Because you always go on one hand, on the other hand. So, lots to think about to say the least. I was talking about an IPO that came public called Sprouts. It's a big story. It's an initial public offering that basically doubled. I think you have to say tip of the hat. Congratulations. The company is sprouting up all over the place in America. I ticker, the company's name is Sprouts. Um, Sprouts Farmers Market, 155 stores. And what does the 155 stores tell you? Not a lot, right? Well, you can compare them to like a Whole Foods and see like how big can they get? Sprouts is in Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Texas, and Utah. It's about six, seven states, eight states. Last time I checked, we still have 42 to go, roughly. They sell organic and local produce, baked goods, all natural meats and seafood, imported cheeses, bulk foods, and vitamins. So now if you wanted to own Whole Foods because it costs a whole paycheck to go there, you'd start comparing the two. Like I said, one's much bigger than the other, though. There's also another company called Fairway Group Holdings, ticker symbol FWM. Similar business, 1,100 full-time employees. But they just have 12 locations in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And again, the stuff that you can get there, like um, virgin nut oils and Sicilian food nuts, you're like, I don't even know what that is, right? So you have to start comparing all these companies, their margins, their revenues, their earnings, their size, their market cap. Sprouts has some momentum right now. You know, Noodles, a recent IPO, it shot up by 83% on its IPO. It topped on an additional fifty-eight percent over the next few sessions. It's recently fizzled out. Will I go out and buy Sprouts? No, but I'm going to start to study them. I want to look at their ticker symbol by the way is S F M. Their price to sales ratio is high. It could go as low as one and a half. At three, it feels high. Natural Grocers ticker symbol N G V C. It trades at about two point four previous to the IPO. So you kind of had a basis going in what Sprouts was potentially able to get to in an efficient market. Um, Other things to note? Well, I don't think there's anything else to note about that one. I'm officially calling the topic on Sprouts dead. For those of you who want to play at home, it's ticker symbol S-F-M. Other companies that you would compare them to, I would probably say N-G-V-C, Natural Grocers. Like I said, fairway. As well is the final one, and Fairway Group Holdings ticker symbol is FWM. But you would also want to keep in mind that I see what I've what. Go take a look at a ten-year chart of Whole Foods. I can just kind of see what it's ultimately doing out there. The SP 500 is down three, the Dow's down 43, the Nasdaq's down three. Other stories of note today: um, Mortgage rates have recently gone from three and a half percent to about 4.4, 4.5 percent. With today's employment numbers, you're probably not going to go anywhere in the next 30 days, so maybe a little lower, maybe a little higher. So you're locking in your rate if you feel comfortable with it. Pinterest has just recently done something. I don't have the time of the day to hit every single website out there, every single new Web 2.0 company. But if you start looking at Pinterest, it debuted a new feature that will alert users by email when prices on pinned items dropped. So you can go to Pinterest and find like this really rad necklace and put a little note on it. And if the price of the store drops, boom, you'll find out product pins is the newest thing at Pinterest. Cutting out the middleman, the social platform can now align its users interest to the buy channel. It's on the road to becoming a virtual gold mine for marketers and brands. We've already learned this week that Facebook can, can target ad video ads Right now, there's probably 20,000 18-year-old girls on Facebook. And an advertiser who sells young girls' clothing could say, I want those," And an ad can go out to them. 8 to 10 o'clock primetime television, you get the ad, then you have to think about it. It's branded in your head. and Maybe you remember it the next day and go out and buy it. But for instance... Taco Bell could right now do an ad on Facebook for all the people under the age of 25. They don't want 26, they want under 25. They could do it in Northern California or Southern California. That's how how wildly bullet shot oriented Facebook could be with their advertisements. It is almost a golden holy grail. Pinterest promises to keep the notifications at a minimum. They're going to only send out a couple times a day. So if you find an item that you want, you could basically tell the retail world, I want that. Now, Pinterest can now take your data to retailers and say, I know someone that wants this. Why don't you lower the price I can go tell them? Do you see how powerful this is going to become? I don't want you to miss this. I want you to get it. I don't want you to fight this. I don't want you to accept it. I want you to think about it. we got a rough day. I'm on, I'm on the third story of a building. I'm getting nervous. s and down three. Yesterday it's an all-time high, and then today, gone! How dare you do this to me? Down three? You betrayed me. Worse than that, Simon Cowell betrayed his friend and took his wife. Dow's down 38. The Nasdaq's down two. The 10-year Treasury sits at 2.6%. Gold at 13.12 an ounce. Oil at, gosh, stubborn, 107. 106.97. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in Uno Momenteros. I don't shine if you don't shine. My goal is to make you a better investor, to make you smarter with money, and there will be slip ups. My goal is to get you thinking. There's a phrase out there that I want to thank you, a buttload, or this weighs a buttload. I know you're saying, I always thought that was fake, but did you know it's actually a real measurement? Equal to 126 gallons? (laughs) That, That puts perspective into Baby Got Back, right? 126 gallons back there, holy mackerel. The so mortgage rates really haven't spiked. I say now's a great time to get into real estate if you're a long-term, patient person. I don't want the average person to be into rental properties. I find the people on radio and television to, to say that's a good idea to be vile and despicable because they're mortgage lenders. And you know who you are. You say it on a regular basis like, hey, I, I think everyone should buy a duplex. Well, if everyone bought a duplex, well, then suddenly real estate prices would collapse because there's no one left to buy a duplex. Just throwing it out there for you, people who overpromise, who sell pipe dreams, and you make money off them based on their naivety. Frustrating, right? It's tough being me. To get your calls in there. It's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. I've already told you two of the things that I found really, really interesting this week. One that you can now pin that you want to buy something on Pinterest. And that allows basically Facebook to go uh, ask around who wants this to the retailers. Some of these things, like Pinterest, and Instagram, they, we look at it, and we go, I don't really get it. How are they going to make money? And then all of a sudden you learn YouTube, I don't really get it. Google bought YouTube, how are they going to make money? Right? Pinterest is a pinboard style photo sharing website that allows people to create themes, events, interest, hobbies. You can now put a pen on the Eiffel Tower and say, I want to go there, right? There's an iPhone app that makes it incredibly popular. Pinterest was made popular by social network services. You know, when they first launched, uh, when they started becoming popular, they were getting 11 million unique visitors per week. We're starting to learn that 11 million unique. We're starting to learn 1 billion, 1.1 billion. Um Pinterest acquired Livestar recently in March 2003, and they're going to be a player. Twitter is going to be a player. Facebook is going to be a player. LinkedIn is going to be a player. And I say this painfully. I say this incredibly painfully. I think Yelp's going to be a player, too. The millennials are people that we're watching because they've changed shopping habits because they've grown up with the web. They've always had internet that's on and not dial up. I talked to an 84-year-old man last night, and he's like, what do you think about Nokia? He's like, I don't need no smartphone. I don't, I don't need no smartphone. I'm like, I want to buy them. And he's like, I, I can't use all the features of the smartphone. I just want a phone to be a phone. Um, okay. You asked me if I'd buy Nokia again. I'm like, no. Silicon Valley tends to whine about tech talent. It's a very odd problem. Some of our largest tech companies have become so fantastically huge and profitable that literally they got too much cash piling up in banks and foreign accounts. Do you think our tech companies are eventually going to be like the soccer companies of the world? Soccer will now sign a 14-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy, and send him to a soccer academy. Do you think our big players like Apple and Google and Microsoft and Cisco should set up their own universities? In-house training schools? I think so. Um... Should they create venture funds devoted to investing in tech education and training companies? Yeah. These companies have enough, and yet they look at the government like, we have to get more engineers. Why not go find a 12 year old whiz kid, pay his mom and dad to educate him? He has to pay you back X amount of years. Companies like Google and Apple, Facebook, They could all get together and say, you know what? We're going to start an engineering school in the Bay Area. And you don't have to have a high school degree or a college degree to attend. You have to show your skills. Because there's a lot of kids out there who can program like a mother. You know what I'm trying to say? So if we were to create independent engineering schools, we can get the talent here fast. Because we have the kids who know how to do it. We don't have the kids' parents who can afford four-year schools anymore. Silicon Valley prides itself on its ability to solve problems. Set up an advanced high school. Set up a, a note. You know, you go from high school. Set up thirteenth grade, and tell parents, look, if your kids get in on math skills, we'll educate them for free. Totally doable. Totally doable. And it's not a crazy idea. And also, you can, like, hey, there's a Cisco engineer who's getting tired of working at Cisco he's welcome to apply too. So you wanna create the jobs It's doable. Now there's a little bit of indentured servitude thing that would have to be worked around. How do you get them to pay you back? Yeah, maybe you, you get the patents out of it. There's, There's gotta be an angle. I can't be the only person who's figuring this stuff out. Did you know that more and more Americans are living at home? Men aged 18 to 31, represent a higher proportion. 40% of men, millennial males, are more likely to live with their parents. Just 32% of women. What's that tell you? Tell you that women could use their beauty to get guys to buy them drinks they can afford to live away from home? No. For the record, a free drink is a free drink, and if anyone ever offers you a free drink, take it. So if you see me out there today and you want to talk stocks, offer me a free drink because I will take it. Just throwing it out there for you. Sons may have an easier time at home. In 2013, parents expect their sons to do less housework than their daughters. Parents give their sons more freedom than their daughters. It's crazy what we're learning about the millennials. And again, that's why I'm talking. I've got a friend, Eddie. He buys a lunch every day from Groupon. He goes out there and he looks for the, the best local deals, and that's where he eats. He's not in love with Taco Bell. He's not in love with a Taquerita. Taqueria? Tacarita. That's a place that sells tacos and margaritas. Patent pending Rob Black, 2013. So, anyway, to keep your calls in the air, it's 800 516 It's 800-516-1220. This, the jobs report this morning, not good. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you it's not good. You know who's going to be big this year? It's scary to think about. Cha. Keanu Reeves is making a big comeback. It's got a big uh, movie on samurais coming out. I know you're saying, awesome. Greece has started to slash their restaurant taxes in a bid to boost spending and tourism. There you go. got a friend of mine who went to Greece on vacation this spring, and she loved it. LinkedIn shares are soaring on earnings and guidance. Dell raises their takeover offer again. Hiring slumped in July. Weight Watchers plunges 18% on dismal quarterly results. Well, it seems like America's gonna get bigger again. Because they're stuck going to go into Weight Watchers. Big business and chicken wings. I think the thing that I learned that shocked me the most this week is that bones are on the way out. So, Kentucky Fried Chicken has just invested in a boneless chicken farm because kids don't want to bother with bones. But chicken wing franchises are some of the hottest or chicken wing products are some of the hottest in the industry now because they're not red meat, and red meat's more expensive, and wings are pretty cheap, chicken wings. U.S. farmers slaughtered 8.4 billion chickens last year. That's a lot of chickens. Some wings stay on the bird for whole rotisserie chickens. At least 13.5 billion wings sold individually. Each wing gets cut into two pieces. So... Two boned flat, a one boned drumette. So, from the American consumer's point of view, that's 27 billion wings a year. We love on Super Bowls. McDonald's is toying with them. Um, Subway, some restaurants in Milwaukee have brought them in. They're a cheap product for the owner, and it drives up the ticket prices overall. You get your calls in the air. Eight hundred five one six, twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six, twelve twenty. Little green day. Okay, here's one thing that I'll never do, I promise you. I'll never see that green day musical. I've got some pride. I don't see musicals. Any real man? Check your man card at the door when you go and see a musical. Okay, I should take that back. Any person with pride? check, check it at the door when you see a musical.
1: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I carry a couple signs around in my car because protesting is fun. One of the signs says, "I'm so mad I made this sign." Another one says, "Down with bad stuff." See, when you protest things, you're you're in with the in crowd, and I like fitting in, right? And then when I want to anger the protesters I'll say something like this on my sign if your belief system fits on a sign then I don't know think harder like you certainly have to be able to imagine a little bit more so I like fitting in with the protesters let's go to phone calls 800 1220 Bill in Los Altos this is your one monthly call don't blow it
3: okay am I in the air now you are Hey, I listen to your show every morning, you and uh, uh, Chad Burton. I liked your show. Anyway, uh, Can I, I, can I, I ask
2: you, Bill, it. a question?
3: Huh? Yep. Why? Why do I like it? I like oh. your opinion. Uh, I don't always agree with you. Uh, and, you know, I just like it and the balance that Chad gives. So. Yeah.
2: Chad's definitely more legit, but I think I'm smarter. <laughs> I'm taller.
3: Okay.
2: All right. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, stop the fuck. What's one thing you don't like? What's one thing you disagree with me on?
3: Um,
2: because my track record last year, I think I was right ninety eight percent of the no,
3: time. No, it's it just some of your the opinions, and I think a lot of times you're you're it's joking, you know. And uh, if you took it, uh, everything real serious, I think it would probably uh, uh, be less likable. But I, I think a lot of times you're joking, and I think sometimes it's pretty funny.
2: You ever see the movie Goodfellas?
3: The movie? Which one? Goodfellas. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. There's a the line in it where he's like, ah, you think I'm joking. You think I'm a funny man. <laughs> yeah. You're going to end up in a trunk this weekend. Be careful, dude.
3: Okay, all right.
2: So what can I help you with?
3: The uh, question was on Facebook. I, I, I bought some Facebook yeah, about 30 bucks a share, and okay. it's up now. So I'm wondering if I should dump it and get my uh, little profit I got out of a couple grand, and, or should I buy some more? Because it looks like it might go on up further.
2: Short-term you start with markets. There's four things that affect a the stock. There's the markets, there's the sector, there's the company, and then there's the visibility. Short term, the markets are kind of going sideways for a little while here, 1550 to 1700. So it's kind of a neutral call. Uh-huh. Um, the sector, I think, is undervalued tech, and you're seeing competitors like Yelp and LinkedIn rock and roll. Um, so I think Facebook has a short term opportunity, but it has had a huge run. I'm not a trader. I don't believe in trading I don't pretend the average person could succeed in trading every now and then I have a great trade but I look at it like woohoo like I bought Safeway at 15 sold it at 24 25 Um, but that's not you know I got lucky on that one that was a much bigger move than I thought was going to occur Facebook I think you're going to want to accumulate in your lifetime so short term I'd sell some if it went from 28 to 38 it's going to have some problems with this number because this is the IPO uh, when it gets to forty forty two, no one's ever made money. No one's ever been there. That's new air. So it, it'll have some momentum. Um, I think you can make a case for both buying it and selling it at these levels. Buying it for the long term, selling it for the short term. And if you hold on to a little bit, I think the mid is going to be nice. I think the mid and long term looks good. But yeah, you know, right now it's trading at one hundred seventy times earnings. That's tough to justify.
3: Yeah, you're right. I, I uh, I'm normally a mid term or lo- mid to long term. Uh, investor, I don't normally sell right away.
2: Well, here's here's some of the other thing to start thinking about. The next couple of quarters are going to be really easy for them because they went from absolutely no mobile to rocking the mobile. Now, then at that point in time, after about three quarters, they're going to have had you know a whole year of solid growth, and it becomes much tougher to beat that. Um, I like the name. I think it's an accumulate, like I've been saying a lot in the last couple of weeks. They can target advertise like no other company on the planet. So, for instance, if the Super Bowl is tomorrow, and it's 6 o'clock, and, uh, or the World Cup, they can now say, I want to advertise, beer advertisers could say, I only want my ads in front of people who have soccer as a hobby. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And they've set, they've set a gold standard for it of... You know, two and a half million dollars for an ad. They're not selling to local strip clubs in the area. They're not selling to wing shops. Um, so that golden standard, I think, is pretty good. So uh, uh, midterm, term um, I think it's a buy. Long-term, it's an accumulate. Short-term, your guess is as good as mine because uh, at this point in time, some people just want out. So you're facing some sellers.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe I should wait and see if it drops a little bit. But I definitely think it's good. I like your uh, what you're saying about the advertising. That's that's a money maker for a long term. So I think it's a good accumulation stock.
2: They do need a healthy economy because, you know, uh, beer companies only have so much money to spend based on how much people are drinking beer. So they do need that healthy economy. So, But, again, thanks for the call. Thanks for the incredibly kind words. I hope people realize that I kid and that I do throw out a lot of smart stuff, followed by a lot of weak stuff. Um, I am fascinated by research on millennials. When I say, you know, the men are more willing to live at home than the women, and the birth rate has just recently ticked a little bit higher after years and years and years of declines, I think the millennials, without Dionne Warwick, I believe the children are our future. I know you're saying that. Did Dionne Warwick say that? I don't know. I just made that up. I'm assuming she did. But I do think the children are our future, um, as far as the economy goes. So what do the old people do? And if you're over the age of 60, you know. You sit around TV and thawed the old fop, greatest line of on Golden Pond, right? Um, older people tend not to spend as much. So it's the people who spend uh, 18 to 30 um, that are important. So anyway, to get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220 It's 800 516 The labor force participation rate fell in the latest unemployment rate numbers that came out. This shows the depth of the recent employment recession worse than any other post-war recession and the relatively slow recovery due to lingering effects of the housing bust and the financial bust. Calculated risk runs a chart every month that puts the current jobs into perspective, and it's not attractive. Um, ex-census hiring current employment recession is struggling. It is struggling. I'm going to take the weekend off. But I'll be back today at 1 o'clock on this very station.
1: opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision